The His Girl Friday podcast is brought to you in part by Messenger Fellowship, living the kingdom, fulfilling the call, proclaiming the truth. How's it going, everyone? This is Cameron Fry with His Girl Friday coming at you live. It's Sunday afternoon, 2 o'clock Central. Hope you're having a great week, that you're staying healthy, that you're thriving and surviving in this unique, unprecedented season. I'm going to cut straight to the chase because I only have about 15, 20 minutes today to go over this content. This is a new post, a new pod, a new series that's been brewing for the last couple of months uh, as quarantine has continued, as we've pressed on in the shutdown. And the title of the pod is The Renew in You, How to Refresh, Restart, and Reset with God. There's a lot of re-words out there, and I'm not trying to catch a trend, or rather the wave of a trend. I'm not trying to ride the curtails of past messages and sermons. I, I know that there's a lot of content out there that surround these three words, and you can plug in some other rewards like receive, repent, etc. My take is, and again, this is all inspired by quarantine life since March, <laughs> and really pressing in with God. Is there something that you want for me as an individual man, as a man of God, as an anointed man of God? Is there something that you want me to derive out of this season, out of this stretch? I'm sure a lot of us have had our own different ways of asking the Lord, is there something that I'm supposed to know? Not just the general tip of the iceberg type stuff, but something deep down, hidden in your heart, as a lamp to my feet. Is there greater illumination underneath the depths. So that's where I'm at. Just wanted to give you the context of my heart before I share it. Again, I know it's hard to fathom the time we're in. It's been an unforgettable year, but in forgettable fashion. At least that's how we're tempted to view this year. Half glass empty, you know, it's been the worst of times for many of us, I'm sure, or at least close to it. I'm sure you've been recently challenged with real concerns and complications. Some first world problems, yes. Our daily way of life, yes. And we're wondering together how the rest of 2020 will play out. Will the second half be a continuation or will we see some changes? Will we see the the course correct itself when we see the tide begin to turn. If you're like me, I can tend to see the glass half empty. At the same time, as I dig in with God, as I seek Him, He begins to stir in me. And I suddenly I find myself becoming a fan of silver linings and clarity and chaos. And the first phrase I want to share with you is just one that he planted as I was typing this out. For every setback, there's a kickback with God to pursue. For every setback, there's a kickback with God to pursue. And this ties back into the title of the post. We're looking at three words 
or rather we're looking at the difference between three words, refresh, restart, and reset, but we're going to find the renew in each of them. So renew is not going to be its own category. It's going to be the common thread between these words. And I may not say the word renew as much as you think. I said I want to paint the picture. I want to set the framework so you could see it for yourself. Normally this time of year, I'm sharing halftime reflections on lessons learned. I've done that the last two or three years. But today, as mentioned, I'm going a different direction. And I know that, going back to the title, Refresh, Restart, and Reset sounds similar. But there's a lot of variation and dichotomy among them. And that's what we're going after today. You can use them interchangeably. But hopefully after today, you're not using them quite as synonymously. All right, so let's dive in. Quick prayer. Lord, thank you for this wonderful day you've made. We choose to rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you for just, we're, we're thankful for you being our refuge, our fortress, our strong tower, our security. You are our freedom. You are our health. Everything that we could possibly want, it's because of you. And for those who are sick, who are ill, who are fighting other Diseases outside of COVID, maybe the devastation has been more economical, emotional, cut friendships, cut relationships in light of just not just the coronavirus, but the domino effect that's preceded it or that's come after it. Lord, wherever we're at, spark your truth in us today. Begin a new work, a fresh work. May your truth become alive. Any place where it's dormant, we call forth those dry bones to receive their flesh. Because that's the heart you've given us, not of stone, but of flesh. And we pray you just lead us in the way everlasting, everlasting in the next five, ten minutes. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so refresh. When I say refresh, what immediately comes to mind? I'll tell you what comes to mind with me. Emerald Beach Resorts. You know, the Gulf Coast beaches with the emerald colored water. Reminds me of my college days when I schooled in Mobile, Alabama. And Gulf Shores are just, you know, Orange County or Orange Beach, I should say, was just hop, skipping away. I remember those days. Of course, I'm, I'm not a beach person. If you know me, you know I love cold weather. So snow-covered mountains. Not so much skiing, but just hitting the slopes where I can bring my cannon and capture God's glory in a Thomas Kincaid environment. I love that. Sometimes it's just as simple as a sparkling beverage. The ahas lately have been rocking it for me. <laughs> Those are some of my favorite things. But you can see the common denominator. Generally, when we consider what refreshes us, our mind gravitates to what instantly gratifies us. I'll say that again because I it's a bit of a tongue twister. When we consider what refreshes us, our minds gravitate to what instantly gratifies us. What can elevate our spirits in the heat of the moment. Whatever can distract us from despair. It's probably hits home for most. Whatever accomplishes those things, chances are we're, we receive it as refreshing. And yes, there's an interim component to refreshment. But we have to compare it to the word, from a biblical standpoint, refreshment isn't refreshment without sustaining momentum. If you're in a desert, literally or physically, 
and you find an oasis. The kiss of water to your lips is just as much refreshment as the long-term fill you carry on with. In a sense, refreshment is more the restoration of one's heart, soul, mind, and strength to its original design. And this is a common thread through all scripture. I'm not going to... I'll just reference these passages. You can look them up yourself. Genesis 18.5, Psalm 19.7, Psalm 23.3, Matthew 11.28, 1 Corinthians 12, 12 through 13 in particular. We see refreshment all over. A review of these passages tells us at least four things. At least these are the four things that came to my mind. Number one, refresh is not only a footstool to rest, but can be the rest itself, or at least the beginning of rest. Number two, refresh is often the next step towards righteousness and holiness. In particular, resisting fear in the moment, receiving grace, stilling our inner being. Number three, refresh is designed to lead us towards places of freedom, health, and unity. And lastly, number four, refresh is centered in the abiding of God's nature. There can be a lot of tech metaphors, so get ready. You probably could have seen that coming based on the title itself, but if you feel like a stalled web page, if you feel stuck in the muck right now, don't just receive God's refresh as momentary rest, but embrace it as sustenance, taking you deeper into his love or another component of his nature, his grace, his goodness, his sovereignty, etc. After all, refresh is not simply what you take in, but what you allow to put out. All the more reason to stay thirsty as you journey. Next up, we have restart. And rolling with the browser analogy, as many Mac users know, a refresh is not always a surefire cure-all to the death spiral. If you use a PC, if you have any exposure to computers these days, you know what I mean. Sometimes you can't just wait for it to go away. You need a hard restart to reboot your entire system because ultimately you know you're saving time that way. You could access the files you need. You could be productive. Maybe not great for your computer, but you know, hopefully not doing it all the time. But sometimes if you feel like your computer is like, <laughs> or your technology, whatever it may be, it's kind of like a person that has its good days and bad days, has its moody days. And I was thinking of uh, that British series, uh, The IT Crowd. <laughs> Have you tried turning it on and off again, but in a different way in this context? Assuming you can relate, let's consider some parallels to mental peace. Like reset, restart implies calibration, alignment, and engagement to a higher form and by proxy, an ideal intent. Sure, restart is more disruptive, but it can lead to more enlightening outcomes. Take this year, for instance. These days, there's no doubt we're experiencing unprecedented disruption. We're not encountering radical crises like world wars or great depressions. I don't want to get caught up in comparing and contrasting to what our grandparents and our great-grandparents and their grandparents went through because comparatively, we have it pretty easy. But it's still a disruption. We can't undermine the global aspect of this. The, you know, of all the things that have happened in the history of the world, very few have come to being so unifying as this one. No matter what we believe in, we're affected by this. Regardless of our differences, we're linked by the mask and the, the call to wear one, the need to wear one. 
on the surface, we're living in this historic screenshot. But digging deeper, looking under the hood, look at what it's inspiring. Despite so much on hold these days, we're seeing people revising their priorities, pursuing dormant dreams, encouraging their way out of complacency. I've even told some of my clients at work, you know, our business is, I wouldn't say booming, but it's certainly being helped by what's going on in our country and probably internationally as well. We're seeing people who are in these seasons of temporary leave or they're not as busy. Maybe they've been laid off entirely and all of a sudden they got this time on their hands and they've had these passion projects building up over time. They just didn't have time to invest in them and will now those back burner dreams, those back burner projects, passions, whatever, they're coming to the forefront. And we're seeing and I'm seeing that, you know, working in the nonprofit industry. People want to make a difference. They want to make an impact. And there's a rush in some cases to make that impact. People are wasting no time in reorienting their lives. You know, I think we're so afraid of disorientation or we we might just already be there we're just trying to find our way out we need something to go after i know that could be a, a dangerous thing you know the the craving for an assignment to feel worthy and validated but some people i feel like there's just so much going on we don't have time to be as selfish <laughs> we just want to get out there and do something i applaud all of those people all you know i'm sure you the listener can relate in some way i applaud you guys for wanting to not just feel so defeated by having to stay indoors more often or you know just adopt and adjust to how we are around each other these days you guys have been killing it you've been getting after it and i want you to know that god sees it too and that's way more important than me recognizing it from afar god knows and he's that burning bush inside you he's the one who's really driving a lot of you to make not just any change, but key, intentional, critical change. Strategic change, I should say. At any rate, even in the most unlikely scenarios, people are beginning to care again at fundamental levels when taking for granted. I know that this coronavirus has made a lot of people crazy. I think the news and memes, social media captures that negative, that negative crazy, if you will. Uh, kind of the worst of the worst the low of the low, trying to make us feel better by default, by comparison. But look at the flip side. I mean, again, I'm in that zone of wanting to see the glass half full, wanting to see how God sees things. And at least in my cul-de-sac of social life and the stories that I'm hearing locally in my community, people are beginning to care at fundamental levels once again. And that can't be swept under the carpet in the narrative of 2020. So I don't know about you. I'll take these positives and run, especially if they lock in a deeper sense of gratitude and that becomes a unifying feature from brother to brother. As for how we restart, I submit we take inventory of what we're clinging to. Ask yourself what and where are those internal points of desperation? Are they guiding me to Jesus or pulling me away? Be honest and know your wilderness is not the problem. In some cases it's a desert, but for now we're going to roll with wilderness. The wilderness is not your problem. Whether or not you're committed to the road God has for you in that wilderness is everything. 
and depending on your choice <laughs> to that road, you know, that's where the problems can be. It's getting off course. At this juncture, whenever you find yourself at an intersection, remember the secret of being content in every situation is God is your strength, providing all you need for good work, faith, and life in abundance. When you need to ask for purity, ask for purity. If that's the intersection, bring it up. Where there's past to surrender, surrender it. Where there's pleasure and stronghold, ask God to orient your perspective. No matter where you are, you can pray, God, I long to see what you see. But even more, how you see. So I may not lose sight of your faithfulness and the why to which I am called. Of course, this is just a proposed template. Obviously, be spirit-led in your approach and your variation to this checklist that I just described. There's probably more steps you could find. But this is just, again, what came to me in the moment. Again, we're trying to find a guide to refresh, restart, and reset, finding the renew in each of them. And that's just the guide I have in terms of how to restart with God. Finally, we've come to reset, which is mentioned if you think is similar to restart, you'd be correct. Couldn't call you out on it. To reset is to essentially restart, but with one caveat. A reset requires change, but a restart does not. You see, unlike the glorified mulligan, that is a restart. A reset goes beyond a redo and into the realm of upgrade. To upgrade anything, you have to put it all on the table. Every detail, every piece, every character, every little thing must be re-examined in the spirit of inedible revision. Even when we're talking about an application, you're sometimes having to uninstall it <laughs> to reinstall it. The old must go entirely. It must be out of the picture entirely. You're not just, you know, overriding it. You're not just augmenting it. You're, it's a complete overhaul, a complete replacement. And that's the, at least the spirit of reset here in this case. Now, if you think I'm taking a scenic route in describing repentance, I'm not trying to, though repentance is necessary in the context of resetting oftentimes. Really, any of these words, it's hard to not take internal inventory and then, all right, God, is there any sin in my life? Is there any sin in my heart? Chances are there's something to be sorry for. There's something to repent for. So I'm not trying to undermine that. But my takeaway here with reset is the context of the action. Specifically, all of us should regularly take time to get away with God, to retreat with him for the sake of being intentionally disrupted. That's one of the big takeaways I received in January when I just randomly rented a car, drove up north of St. Louis. I was technically in Illinois, uh, not quite to Springfield, but I was somewhere in between St. Louis and Chicago and just in the snow, just needing to get away and just be in a situation, in an environment, in a setting I, I didn't know. It was brand new and I'm just driving around just seeing all these different homes and businesses and strip malls and this is all this is all pre-COVID. Just this is not where I'm supposed to be long term. I'm just kind of seeing these snapshots. Sometimes it's just fun to get out there and see like, okay, this is life for someone. This is home to someone. This is that day-to-day -day rhythm and life for someone. Bringing it back to the post, consider this the full circle moment. To be disrupted is to know God has a message for you. Whatever the message is, 
you have to first position yourself to receive it. Hence, why resetting is so important and can't happen without a break from the ordinary, at least oftentimes. To receive from the Lord, you have to eliminate potential interferences, including innocent routines. It's not a knock on your daily rhythm as much as it is a call to push the pause button knowing God is significantly more important, infinitely more important. Anything we do, I mean, when we're on the clock at work, you know, God wants us to be (laughs) at work. But there are times each and every day where we can still ourselves, there's a pause button to be pushed and just worship, you know. Sometimes it's not so much a, a pause, but just a slow down. Breathe, receive me, breathe me in, know that I'm there, reference me, turn to me, etc. My encouragement to you, all you listeners out there, heed these differences, the differences between refresh, restart, and reset. For some of you, in this unique season, God wants to refresh you. Others, he wants to restart and or reset you. It could be all three. But that doesn't mean that they're all the same. Whatever the case, don't hide in the shadow of uncertainty or anxiety, despite all the stuff that your Facebook newsfeed is going to put at you, uh, what YouTube is going to put at you, what, um, you know, wherever your hype resource is. It could just be good old-fashioned network television. Don't be discouraged, as easy as it is. Instead, know the time has never been better to supplicate, to ask God in earnest, is there a new idea, a fresh work you want to begin in me? Is there a lost truth you want me to discover again, to illuminate? Is there anything in my heart that needs to be uninstalled so you can install something new in its place? And if it helps, think of it this way. When you let go of the me, you receive the re. The re and refresh, restart, or reset. And when you receive the re, you could find the renew. The Isaiah 40, 31 in each step. And I'll close with this verse. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. This implies forward momentum, implies motion. It implies that you can pause, but not be stopped. (laughs) And I just know that there are a lot of people out there, myself included, that need to find themselves in this truth, in this word. The Lord is always faithful to renew our strength. But all the more reason to be faithful in return to receive that. And the more I think about it, the more I get why some other writers and speakers, um, they emphasize the receive part. But receive and renew are kind of like the two words that thread each of these components. That concludes today's pod. I hope you learned something new. Have a wonderful week, wherever it takes you, whatever's on your plate. As I always say, you got this, and we got your back. More importantly, he has your back. So excited for you. Good things are going to happen as you press into the Lord this week. Don't be afraid to lean on him for deeper understanding and insight as you go forth. Every endeavor, it's all on him. So, all right. Love you guys. As I always say at the end of these posts, 
Catch you on the fry. Peace.